Hello, everybody, and welcome to What the Health, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. I'm Lena Lahire, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, best-selling author, and psychology student at the University of Calgary. I'll be discussing topics that range from nutrition, fitness, lifestyle, and everything in between so you can feel confident in how to move towards better health physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Thank you so much for joining me. Let's get into our topic for the day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. Joining me for the second time, I have special guest Jesse Bolt. Jesse is a professional MMA fighter, bang Muay Thai instructor, van lifer, and an online morning routine coach. Jesse is a personal friend of mine and one of the most inspirational people that I know. Welcome to the show, Jesse. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, I think you were my um, my first guest that I ever had on my podcast. And now you're I my just, first guest of the new year. It's an honor. Uh, so I think it goes without saying that 2020 was a challenging year. And I really wanted to focus on building a healthy mindset this year because I don't know if, if you agree with this statement, but people, you know, I've been saying I'm so done with 2020. And first of all, I think that 2020 had a lot of things that it could offer us. And 2021 isn't going to be that much different in terms of uh, COVID style. Yeah, I, I would agree. I, I think uh, I, I always forget what the, the exact quote is from Bruce Lee, but he didn't pray for an easy life. He prayed for the strength to endure a difficult one. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are, are, are hoping that 2021 is going to be this, you know, nice, easy year where everything goes back to normal. But um, I, I think that's wishful thinking. And I, and I think you might kind of shoot yourself in the foot if you go into the year thinking that everything is going to go back to normal. Mm -hmm. I would I would rather people have the mindset of just being able to endure difficult times. Um, and 2021 it might be even worse than 2020, like the, the ripple effect of, of the lockdowns and some of the things that we've done. We don't really know what the effects are until down the road. So it's like any devastating thing that happens, whether it's 9-11 or a pandemic, whatever the thing is, there is a ripple effect. And there's there's uh, our actions. There's always something that is going to happen down the road. So we'll we'll find out. But I think having a strong mind and just not thinking that 2021 is going to be awesome. It could still be a great year if your mindset is right, but I think it's dangerous if people are, are latching onto that hope. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. So I am focusing on January being a mindset month and you were the most obvious example of someone I wanted on my show again to talk about mindsets because it's something that you focus so much on in your daily life, in your work with clients. So I really wanted to get you on and just get your perspective on how we develop healthier mindsets. So the first question um, that I have for you is what, what do you think are some of the unhealthy mindsets that people easily get trapped into? Well, I think I touched on it briefly there, the, the idea of, of kind of hoping and, and wishful thinking. Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to butcher the story, but this is kind of good timing because I'm actually, 
I'm reading about this, this uh, stoicism quite a bit. And this Ryan Holiday is kind of a modern day stoic. He talked about this uh, soldier, I think it was during the, the, the Vietnam War. Uh, he was a prisoner of, of war, he got captured, and he got brutally tortured. I think he was a prisoner for eight years. Jeez. So I, I, I forget how he got there, something like a plane crash or something. But either way, they had captured him and a few of the other guys. And so they were their prisoners of war. And the one guy was not very optimistic. Like some of the other guys that got caught and were in jail, they were thinking like, oh, like we're, we're going to get out of here by Christmas. Christmas came around, nothing. Uh, maybe in a year, we're going to get out of here. A year comes around, nothing. So those people that kept hoping and had this wishful thinking were the ones that died of heartbreak. And the guy, when, when you interviewed him and when he was writing about it after, he said he could literally see them dying and getting deteriorated because their heart was breaking. They kept waiting for these moments to happen and they just never did. Instead, he just accepted his reality and just was like, this is my current situation. So I, I need to have my mind on lockdown and just understand this. I could literally be here for forever. And so just kind of being okay and very real with your circumstance. Mm. And again, I think a lot of people have, have wishful thinking and they're always hoping, which there's a fine line. I think you want to be optimistic and stuff, but to not just blindly think that things are going to be okay based on your, oh, I just think that they're going to be okay. I would rather you create like a bulletproof mindset and just be super aware of your reality and just come to terms with it and then move on. But I think a lot of people, when shit hits the fan, like that sh soldier, you know, you're in, you're getting tortured. Like there's nothing else worse than that. Mm -hmm. And he was literally observing these people latching on to these specific dates, like oh Christmas time, oh a year, oh it's you know my my wife's birthday at this time. Like maybe someone's gonna save us then. Mm -hmm. And he was just sitting there shaking his head, saying we're here for a long time, so you yeah. better buckle up and and get prepared. So um, I think there's a. a a dangerous thing that sometimes people do where they they kind of hang on to hope uh without being super brutally honest with their current situation yeah it reminds me of that proverb hope deferred makes the heart sick mm. yeah that's yeah. kind of explains yeah. what, what you're saying and you know i think now this is this is such a, a good conversation because you go on social media and everyone is just like, stay positive, stay positive, stay positive. And while you want to stay positive, there's nothing wrong with that. I think what you're saying is you have to pair that positivism with realism. Yeah. Like you have to be realistic and also um, negative emotions and feelings, they serve a purpose. It's yeah. not like they're not there for any reason. They move us towards action. Yeah. Yeah, it's what got us to where we are now, like that, that fear state and like, you know, having a, you know, hunter gatherers, they, they needed it to survive and, and we need it to survive as well. So, you know, I heard this one cool thing. It was like, you're allowed to feel anything for 24 hours. So like, I, I felt it during 2022 where like I was not 2022, but 2020 yeah. as well. Um, where it's like, I, I would get like these little bursts of like rage. Like I would get like upset and just angry, like just seeing people bickering online you know, there, there was no, like all the people that like, and most of us live in the gray area where we understand both sides a little bit, but the people that are on the far sides of each thing are so loud and just screaming at each other. And so like, 
not even just the pandemic, but just how people treated each other during these times. I would get like these like weird, like emotional urges where I'm like, I'm like, I would get sad or depressed or like angry. But, you know, I just always remember like, we're allowed to feel that, but just don't sit in that for too long. And that's why I love stoicism so much where they, they really drive the point home of control what you can and let go of what you cannot. Yeah. So if I was feeling like that, I was like, okay, what is something I can do today that can just get me to move forward in some way? Like maybe read one page, you know, I learned how to dance. So that was like a fun thing to kind of like create a bit of playfulness during this, these harsh times. So then I could still be like human. I could still like enjoy myself and not dwell in the online bickering or the fact that, you know, there's a global pandemic. So Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just that whole stoic idea of control what you can and let go of what you cannot was a big help to me during these times. But allowing myself to feel those emotions and not like beating myself up just because like I'm upset or sad one day just allow it but then move on don't sit there too long yeah the the division that has come out of this whole thing has been very sad and a bit disheartening like it it's almost been well it has been very tangible I know that I have been uh a little bit outspoken about some of my views. I don't think I've, you know, gone overboard, but I definitely have made my stance known. And it's amazing how many people unfriended me and like tried to cancel me simply because I said like, now's the time to be healthy. And, you know, talking about statistics and comorbidity rates and, you, you know, people don't want to hear the truth. They, they want to, they want to buy into this narrative. And it's yeah. amazing the people that have known me for years, um, all of a sudden, you know, they took, they took this one stance, this one situation and completely disregarded me as a person. Yeah. That's the one thing that I like props to everybody who even questioned things. And that was the sad thing. Whereas like, if you had questions about the the vaccine or questions about whether the masks are good long-term or questions about the lockdown, they immediately kind of put a stamp on you like you're you're an uneducated Trump supporting like arrogant per and that's just not the case like that like humans are meant we're, we're designed to question things and it's an intelligent human being to question things it doesn't mean you're you think the COVID is a hoax or the masks don't work or the vaccines are garbage it's just they're they're just legit questions and mm-hmm. and the the repercussions of asking those questions sometimes were pretty tremendous. Like people were getting like really attacked and ridiculed for just raising a simple question. And I think if you create an environment where people are fearing to ask questions, that is an incredibly dangerous, dangerous path to go down and just relating it to business. I just read a book called uh, good to great. And it was all about like businesses and what kind of makes like a good company great. And they did a bunch of like extensive research. Like they were tracking companies for like 30 years. So they really kind of like had their, their research down. And one of the main things was like when they have a board meeting or there's like, you know, they, they have like these conference calls where the CEO is there, like all the, all the employees underneath him, the companies that did really well had an environment where even the janitor could question the CEO. Like if the janitor was like, look, I'm, I'm seeing from my angle, the customers are complaining about this thing. Like maybe we should change that. Mm-hmm. But the ones that didn't do good, it was because the CEO was arrogant and had, it was an egomaniac and, and he kind of just wanted to like, you know, 
put people down or whatever, just thought he was hot shit. So yeah. then the, the employees or the sales representatives below him, they wouldn't even ask questions. So the company would not evolve. They weren't because the CEO didn't know what to change because he was scaring people. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing that in today's world where people want to just raise a legit question. They're just curious. doesn't yeah. mean they're anti anything. They're just curious. Yeah. But that became less and less because people were just getting battered online. And so people were like, I'm not even going to ask a question, me yeah. included. Yeah. I was even like, I don't even want to raise a question because like my name's attached to the gym. I didn't want to like ruin my reputation. And it, it was tough. It was tough to, to bite my tongue sometimes when I didn't want to. But just that idea of that, that environment of like scaring people from asking questions is, is dangerous. So I, in my head, I was always clapping loudly at the people that were like just raising concerns and just asking questions. There's nothing wrong with that. It's, it's encouraged, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really interesting. I, I would have people that would back me up, but they would do it in a private message. They wouldn't do it in public. And I just thought, you know what? Like, I don't know about that. You know, even a simple like would have been better than saying like, oh, I really appreciate what you're saying. It's like, well, yeah, but if, if people don't speak up and just ask questions, cause that's what, I mean, that's what science is founded on is asking questions. But it's supposed to be, yeah. It's supposed to be, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, you know, it, it's, it's been, yeah. it's been an interesting 2020, but I do think that um, we shouldn't completely disregard it and say like, oh, screw 2020. I'm over with it because like you said, 2021 could be worse or it could be better depending on the mindset that you have. Yeah. And, and I think for a lot of people, 20, like me included, I mean, besides all the, the emotional roller coaster, like 2020 was, was a pretty good year. And I think for, for entrepreneurs, I I think we're used to pivoting and, Mm. and, and making changes like quickly. So I, I think a lot of people have a, a pretty healthy mindset as far as like when disaster strikes, like where's the opportunity? Like in, in fighting, uh, they're called scrambles. So if you're kind of squaring up with someone and you're fighting and all of a sudden you get in this wild exchange where there's a bit of chaos, there's also opportunity in that chaos. And you see fights finish over and over again in that little scramble of dust, like it just like a cartoon, like where they, they have like a little fight and dust is flying everywhere. It's chaotic. But there's also opportunity. And I think a lot of people were able to capitalize on that, not just for their own gain. Like I saw a lot of people doing a lot of great things, but it's just something to think about when, when there's chaos going on and everyone's looking one way, there's always opportunity in another direction. So sometimes if we can just kind of slow ourselves down and then just really kind of give it some proper thought and just think slowly. And sometimes you can just see a beautiful little gem in there amongst that chaos that you can, that you can do for yourself. So I I think a lot of people, including myself felt the stress and some of the frustration of 2020, but also made some, some great gains and improvements, even if it's just in your overall health or mental attitude, or you read some extra books, or you walked a little bit more than you did, or you spent some more time with your family. There's always little victories that we can, we can take out of it. And I, I think I think a lot of people did do well during 2020 as, as much as the uh, emotional roller coaster that it was. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I couldn't agree with you more. So what, in your opinion, are the most important mindset practices that people should focus on? One of the things that I've been thinking about a lot lately is, uh, and I've, I'm so guilty of this, like 
whenever I'm having like a bad day, you know, whether it's anxiety, depression, anger, whatever, sometimes we like philosophically try to think our way out of our mental state Mm. where I think that we need to do something to get ourselves out of that mental state. So a simple way for people to kind of get out of their own head. A lot of the times we're just stuck in our own head where it's like, you know, I got 99 problems, but 89 of them are all made up scenarios that have never (laughs) happened, you know? So instead of just sitting there with your mental state, kind of chewing you up or bringing you down, like simple things like go for a walk. Mm -hmm. Like that's, that was like my number one thing. It's the perks of having a big dog and living in a van is like, I just, I always have to go for a walk with her. So then I'm actually moving, I'm getting out of my head and into my body, but then all of a sudden my head feels good because my body's in motion Mm -hmm. or the simple idea of like a cold shower, or I've been getting really big into Wim Hof breathing, you know, again, just the the idea of, of doing something to get out of your own head and not just sitting there trying to like, you know, outsmart your depression, it's probably not going to happen. So just kind of getting your body moving was was a big key factor for me. So one of the the strongest mindset tools, I guess, for me is if you are having a bad day, just think about getting your head by simple activities like walking, breath work, you know, drawing, dancing, whatever the thing is for you, just do yourself out of your own head instead of think your way out of it. Mm. Uh, yeah, 100% agree. You, you also mobilize your stress hormones when you move, because when you're stressed, your stress hormones are just sitting in your body. Mm-hmm. And they're not meant to just sit there. They're meant to be mobilized because in the past, when we would have been stressed, they would have been mobilized, right? Like stress responses didn't last a week. <laughs> they lasted very, very short amounts of time, you know, maybe 30 minutes. So right. like getting out and walking is a god a godsend right like move your body it it needs it yeah and just the idea of like you know it's it's funny like our I don't maybe it's just I don't know if it's just North America but like if we train our physical body for two hours a day like people wouldn't even blink they would just be like oh yeah like you're you work out cool but how many people take time out of the day to practice breath work? Mm. Like a lot of people, I don't have time for that. Oh, you don't have time. You don't have five minutes or 10 minutes to work on your overall health. Yeah. So many, so many of us have shallow breathing yeah. and, and myself included, your rib cage can get contracted and it gets worse and worse. Your posture can break down. So one of the things, especially during this time where if, if you did lose your job or you are spending more time at home, these are tools for us mm. where we don't always just have to rely on the doctor with the lab coat on where it's like, where we need, we need their pills. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. A lot of people, it totally betters their life, but would your life not be better if you took a little bit more of that control and set up some daily routines or practices for yourself that you did day in and day out, even when you don't feel like it, mm. like, I don't always feel like waking up early and, and, you know, doing my mantras and meditating and like doing my little, my routine, but Mm -hmm. it's necessary for me. It's, it's what it means for me to be a good human and live optimally. And I, again, I don't want to give the power to other people. I don't want to have to be buying these products all the time. If I have to great. But again, if you stacked on some good habits on top of that, would you not be better? Mm -hmm. Like so many people I've heard since the pandemic, since the lockdown, uh, since the lockdown, uh, pharmaceuticals and antidepressants went up 600%. So 
out of how out of all the people that are doing that which again there's no judgment but i'm just wondering how many of those people are actually doing healthy habits on top of taking that thing so that you're not just relying on that one source of health like Mm -hmm. what if your prescription runs out what if the meds don't work as good anymore now you have to keep changing it up and always going to the doctor where again that's why i loved wim hoff's story his his wife killed himself he fell into a, a really bad depression and he found breath and cold exposure to be the number one thing that healed him breath and cold exposure Without the cold exposure, just breath. We all have that. You yeah. could go to jail and still fo- practice your breath breathing technique. Mm-hmm. So again, just really kind of thinking about those little habits where like we can feel empowered, where we can actually make a, a difference in our own mental state and our physiology, I, I think is really powerful. And it's something that I, I've learned a lot during the 2020. Cause again, as soon as it hit, my mind started just, I was like, fuck, I got, I got more time on my hands than I would like. So I need to set up like daily practices and just increase the meditation increase the Wim Hof increase the walks increase the reading you know again just giving myself more power Mm -hmm. I really love that because you know when you're talking about breath is something that we all have within us no one can take it away I mean they can kill you and then you're dead it's fine because you're dead yeah but you have power and we get to decide who we give our power to uh unfortunately you know, we live in a society and I think we've always lived in a society where, you know, governments, media have tried to take our power away through fear and through manipulation, which has been extremely evident in 2020, um, which was my number one thing for people was to stop watching the news. Yeah. Like, oh, rot your brain. Um, But to take power back. And if, you know, that's what I hear you saying is like, we have so much power within us to be healthy. We don't need to depend on all these other things. If we have to, great. But like, do we really have to? Like, could we not develop healthier lifestyles that incorporate all these different things to drastically reduce the, if someone needed to take medication or not? Like, I am kind of a firm believer in that. Yeah, and and I, I agree. I think the, you know, when all this is done, like if anyone should be fired, it should be the the news outlets and, and the people making clickbait and kind of fear-mongering. And the, the one really sad thing was, you know, all of us getting like the, the healthy information, like take vitamin D, like, you know, get some exercise and, and just all the positive stuff to do during these times the last place it was coming from were our massive media outlets. Like where were, where were they to help us better our mental state and to take care of us? The only thing they were saying was wear a mask and stay away from people. Yeah. And, and like, you know, you go to different podcasts, whether it's Aubrey Marcus, Rogan, Lewis Howes, Jay Shetty, whatever podcast you listen to, that's, they were driving that point home. So we're learning to take care of ourselves from entrepreneurs, from from other health experts that are just, again, entrepreneurs and running their own businesses. Mm-hmm. And so it was just kind of a, a, a shame. And you wonder why there was so much, you know, back and forth bickering amongst people because our leaders weren't, at least I didn't feel like our leaders were like helping us unite. No. You know, and one of the things that a really good leader does is they, they know how to like unite people during difficult times. Mm-hmm. And it was almost the opposite for us. It was like, you know, if you don't wear a mask, you're a piece of shit. If you, if you have seven people at your house 
call the cops and you get fined. You know, like it was a lot of just, you know, either you're on this side or that side. There's no in between when most people are in between. Most people are good people, but the ignorant are incredibly loud. And I just think that the the media outlets did a did a very horrible job of of documenting this whole thing and, and helping people. So but props to everyone in podcasts and on social media for it just shows you that again the power of people Mm. like just like individually we can take power back by doing breath work or whatever the thing is but it's like it was just cool to see people come together and and encourage people like hey like did you go for a walk today hey did you take vitamin d hey check out this article hey like blah 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 and it's just like on and on where people seem to be really trying to like share information that would better people and that was the people not the government it was just the people helping one another so that was a really cool thing that i noticed i'm like man we got a lot of power in numbers and and you're really seeing it you know on social media once you get through all the (laughs) all the hate and all the nastiness yeah i think you know once people realize that the mainstream media is a business and they need to do whatever they have to do in order to get views and the way that they do that it's very simple psychology it's access people's fear response because that will turn our heads right like you hear a loud sound your head turns because we're just attuned to fear and so if you can control people by fear then they keep accessing your content they're a business yeah 100 percent. and it's it reminds me of uh like mass hypnosis yeah like it, it almost seems like the the entire globe was in this mass hypnosis of of fear and and I'm not saying to not necessarily watch the news but you better limit it a lot like yeah. a lot like whatever you're watching now dial it back 99%. Yeah. It's like sometimes when you read a book like you could read a book that's like you know a thousand pages the main points you could probably cover in a page. Yeah. But it's just, it's the, the stories and it's fun and you really can get like dive deep on it. But I find with the news, it was just um, one negative headline after the other, like really kind of, again, just people are glued to the TV. And I, I could see it in a few friends where at first they weren't really watching the news and they seemed okay, but then they, they kept getting glued like more and more into the news. And then they really started like living, like they had no hope. Yeah. And that's kind of like what, the message is, is like, be terrified. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, put your and hope think, in us, put your hope in this vaccine, put your hope, right? Like, yeah. and I mean, all you have to do is look at the vaccine and, th- and think about how much money is on the table for these pharmaceutical companies. It's just perfect for them. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Yeah. There is a, me and Ryan were talking about this. We read some conspiracy books back in the day and I forget what the, what was his slogan? It was like, uh, problem reaction solution so it didn't he didn't really say like they were creating the problems but whenever a problem happens there's a big reaction like you saw in 2020 people freaking out and then the solution the the good old government comes in and here we're just going to put this band-aid on so wear a mask it's super cheap you're at least doing something to help um and now we're going to like give you a, a vaccine right away that's rushed with no long term studies but don't worry don't ask questions we're just gonna give you this like we're helping we're fixing the problem so like problem reaction solution you know they're always going to come in and and help us so 
and again, I don't want to be like an anti-vaxxer, but it's like there are questions that should be raised. What company is making the vaccine? Do they have a good track record? Because from what I heard, they don't have a very good track record. You know, they've done a lot of uh, uh, really poor practices on people and have had a whole lot of lawsuits against them. So to rush something and then just inject it in us, which whatever, I mean, if it's going to... Like, if you're not going to allow me to get groceries or travel, like, shit, you're going to put me in a pretty tough position where it's like, I might just say, fuck it. Like, all right, line me up, I guess. But um, again, just that idea of like problem, reaction, solution. A lot of times the solution seems like a solution, but it's just like a little band-aid. It's not fixing like the, the core rooted problem, which again, I think as the individual, we have to take a bit more power back and get our voice back. And even if that means starting with simple habits every day to make yourself feel good, you know, self-love and self-respect doesn't come easy. You got to earn it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, doing challenging things that better yourself is, is one way to earn self-love and self-respect instead of just telling yourself you're awesome when you've done nothing for yourself that's healthy. That's not self-love, that's self-neglect. Mm-hmm. And self-denial. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. it's funny how I uh, you question one vaccine and you're immediately coined an anti-vaxer. Yeah, it's like yeah. I'm fine with all the other vaccines, and just not fine with this one. Well, and like our whole lives, we've been told to like, what are the long-term studies? Like, you go to GNC or you you get any kind of product or whatever. It's like, are, are there long-term studies on it? Like, what is it going to do? We're always told to kind of ask that question, and now of a sudden, if if you ask it, it it's kind of like you know, you're an anti-vaxxer. Like when the mass first came out, I saw Saskatchewan do this test, you know, this study where the doctor like had some mass on a few students and it's like, yeah, it doesn't affect your breathing at all. We did it in, you know, a day. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, like, like what kind of athlete, what kind of mask, how hard are they breathing? And what kind of long, like 10 years, 12 years down the road? Like, I think it was cigarettes that used to get pushed by doctors. They like cigarettes used to be a fucking thing that they would like prescribe. Yeah. So like sometimes we think something's okay. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden 10 or 12 years down the road, we're scratching our head being like, Oh shit, that, that was maybe not a very good move. You know, maybe we shouldn't be smoking a pack a day or eating that much sugar or that much processed food or, or wearing a mask all day long, you know, as a child going to school, you know, Again, I'm, I'm a moron and I'm no scientist, but it sure makes you scratch your head and be like, is that okay for a kid to be wearing a mask and just breathing it in all the time? It just seems really strange to me, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's a, it's a good breeding ground to have bacteria sitting on your face, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like I can, I can feel it. I train every day with a mask on. It sucks. Like, I'll be honest, I don't like it. And I don't, I don't think it's all that healthy. Like just, just yeah. today I trained this morning at 6am. The last round we're doing the mass is all sweaty. And it's like, it's, it's like going in and out, sucking to your face. And I'm like, you're like, this isn't, this isn't even beneficial. Like this isn't even like preventing anything. This is just for, for looks, for show. I'm waterboarding myself with my own sweat. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like, I feel like I'm like torturing myself while hitting a bag. World. Oh, uh, yeah. So one thing that I wanted to wanted you to explain to our listeners was is about your morning routine. Mm, yeah. So what does that look like for you? I know that you're an online morning routine coach. I'd love for you to explain what that is, 
what you do, how you help people, because I have been saying this for so long, which is why I love that, that you do this, is how we start our mornings is so important. It sets us up for the entire day. Like I told my husband, I'm not listening to anything in the news in the morning. I don't want to hear about it. Like it'll be 6 a.m. and he'll be like, he'll start saying something. I'm like, are we talking about the news right now? And I've had to shut him down over and over and yeah. over again. Um, I'm not letting that into my life, especially in the morning. So yeah. what is an online morning routine coach and what do you do? So the, I have a, this eight week online course where I basically just help people develop a morning routine. Um, mm -hmm. I, I help them basically do exactly what I'm doing. But then at the very end, like we were talking about with individual power is I kind of gift them the power to create their own routine based on everything, all the tools that I've kind of helped them, um, uh, you know, practice over the eight week course. Mm -hmm. So it's just an eight week course each week. I layer on a new habit. So the, the pretty much the very first week is about like identity shift and, and having a different mindset um, because your, your beliefs drive your actions. So if, if you don't think you're a morning person or you think you're lazy or you're, you're not a reader, then your actions will follow that. You know, you'll hit the snooze button over and over again. You'll, you'll, your consistency is going to look like a, you know, a, a worm just, you know, slithered up and, a, you know, just ups and downs. So I think just getting the mindset right first is, is number one. But at the end of the day, everyone's going to be on their own path. And I, and I know that my, my main job, at least in my mind, is to put people on that path. But knowing that it is going to be a roller coaster ride, like, you know, we all struggle with consistency and you don't, you're not just going to change your belief all of a sudden, unless you have like a near death experience, yeah. you know, and it's, and it's something I think about often where I, I wish there was something that we could do where we could act as though we had this like rude awakening, like how many people mm. they, they get cancer, they almost get hit by a car or like they get like a real health scare. And now all of a sudden their life starts to change. Yeah. It's like people don't get good with their money until they go bankrupt and lose yeah. everything. Now yeah. all of a sudden the habits are in people don't like always get super healthy. If they're, if they're obese until they have a, a heart failure, like a heart attack or yeah. an organ shuts down. Now all of a sudden your why is so strong that your actions are going to follow that. So that was kind of the, the, the big thing for me to start that program is just to kind of get their mindset, at least thinking that way and, and really believing in themselves to be a morning person and to have the, the discipline and to be willing to invest in themselves first thing in the morning so mm -hmm. that their day is that much better. Yeah. You know, and for me, I always tell people like every morning I'm going to do this regardless of how I feel. So when I start my day, I can start up here. So if I have a shitty day, I got room to plummet. If yeah. I sleep, if I sleep in and I don't take care of myself and I check my phone or watch the news first thing yeah. and I have a bad day, now yeah. I'm going to be rock bottom. So now I'm, I'm going uphill for the rest of the day. I'm, I'm trying to get traction where I'd, I'd rather just start the day powerfully and feel awesome. And then I got room to drop. If I, if I have a shitty day, I get in a car accident or lose my job or, you know, get, break up with my girlfriend, whatever. Yeah. I got room to move. Yeah. 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 I really, really like that you know, you're on social media quite a bit. How do you develop and maintain healthy boundaries within social media? I'm pretty good with that. My, my rule is uh, create more than I consume. Awesome rule. 
that's that's my mantra. I always just say as, as soon as I'm consuming too much, I need to step back and, and get my shit together. Then I kind of like slap myself. I'm like, what are you doing? Just scrolling aimlessly. Oh. So I, I just really try to um, create more than I consume. But then in the morning, just like you, I have a I have a very strong rule, minimum one hour where I do not touch my phone. I don't look at emails, texts, calls, nothing, social media. I don't, I don't do any of that. I, I just do my morning routine. I'll read. I, I journal every morning. You know, I do a little bit of exercise. And then at nighttime, I used to be, you know, because again, going back to identity shift, I labeled myself because I kept telling myself the story where I wasn't very productive at night. That's mm. what I would tell myself. So lo and behold, my actions followed. I was just a shithead at nighttime. I just would do nothing productive. Mm. Um but I've changed that. And, and so now I've, I've increased my meditation like crazy. I clean my space every time I go to bed, I journal every night and then I stay off my phone as well. So no, like I might, like if the girlfriend's over, we might like watch a show or something, but no social media, no news, nothing like that. When I'm by myself, it's usually just a podcast. So I'm not like watching a screen. I'll just have like a, a funny podcast playing or something like that. Um, but yeah, just morning and nighttime, no phone, no social media during the day, just cause it's kind of my business. It's what I do. I'm on there a lot, but I'm, I'm really engaging in the DMS and also trying to create whether it's on TikTok or Instagram or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I really like that motto, uh, that strategy, create more than you consume. I find myself, you know, like I'll have to take steps back frequently, um, I, unless I'm posting something because you, you know, there's certain times you post things where it gets more traction and that usually ends up being in the morning because you think of people in the U S or whoever else is consuming your content, what time it is there. But if I'm not posting anything, I, I try and wait till after I've eaten lunch, to even go on social media. Yeah. Cause it, yeah. it's so, it makes me feel so heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And like the boundaries you set with your, your husband, like, I, I think it's important to set boundaries for your social media use, you yeah. know, like number one thing is there is no reason to be on your phone first thing in the morning. Why yeah. would you allow the thoughts and ideas and opinions of everybody else? You know, even like comparing yourself to other people, like if you're, mm-hmm. you know, I know a lot of women, men too, like we, I think we both struggle with this, but it's like, you compare yourself to some other guy, person's body. So yep. you flip open your phone, rolling out of bed. And all of a sudden you see this hot girl, you know, showing her butt and you're like, fuck sakes. Yeah. So like literally the first thought in the morning is like, you're I'm not, not good enough, you know? So like put that shit away, make a very strict rule an hour after waking and an hour before bed, you just don't touch your phone, yeah. stay off the social media. You control what kind of input you have into your mind first thing in the morning. And then before you go to bed. And I, I think that's, if you, if you want to start real simple with a morning routine, that's it. Totally. Make your bed, drink some water, stay off your phone. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I hundred percent agree. And you know, like just building on the social media thing, I've also coached a lot of my clients if you're following content that's not thoughtful and that's very body image focused, like I'm all for, you know, girls doing whatever on social media. If you have a fitness account, you're working out in your sports bra and shorts, you have a tight little body. That's totally fine. I have no issue with that, but it's got to be for actual fitness. If you're just there posting pictures of your butt or your abs because you need the validation, 
I would say unfollow those accounts. Yeah. Yeah. If, if it's not serving you, then, then get rid of it. You know, like it, it's funny. I, <laughs> I, like I've been on TikTok quite a bit for the past while and a lot of people, they, they think if it, you either have to be funny or you have to dance on TikTok and that yeah. that's just not the case. Like I follow financial advisor advisors. I follow critical thinkers. Mm. I follow like discipline coaches it's endless, but it's like, you can kind of curate the perfect feed so that everything you're looking at is, is feeding you. It's giving you some kind of value. Um, so yeah, if you're following pages that are not making you feel good, then simply unfollow them. That's what the button's there for. It's super easy. <laughs> it's one yeah. click away and you don't have to see that shit again. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I really like this. So if you could leave our listeners with you know, a food for thought, what would it be to kind of kick off 2021 for them? Hmm. I think, I think the one thing that I would say, because it's helped my life so much is to get some kind of information in your head every day, whether that's podcast, audiobook, or reading. The reason I say that is because you never know what paragraph, what sentence, what quote, what message is going to completely change your life. Mm -hmm. And we only hear what we're ready to hear. So me like offering a book suggestion to someone might not be the best thing. So if you're like new into like learning and, and reading or podcast, just think about what thing it is that you want to achieve. Is it more love, better relationships, better parenting, more money, better health? you know, discipline, whatever the thing is, listen or read stuff on that topic, because it will change your life. Everything that you see around you started with a thought. Mm -hmm. And the more thoughts and inspiration and like practical use we have in our head, the more we can like actually make those changes and better our lives. So for me, when the pandemic hit in 2020, the reason I've been reading all these books, it finally like really helped my life where it's like my job got shut down. I was relying on one source of income. It was scary. I remember getting one text and it was like, Hey, the gym shut down. You can't do any more private 6am classes shut down. I was like, Holy shit. Like, that's not a good feeling. Like I remember like I was like holding my chest being like, damn, that's heavy. Like yeah. I, I really, I was really dependent on that. Mm -hmm. But lo and behold, I, I ended up investing in myself. I paid for an online coach to kind of help me structure my, my online business, but it was because of all the books and the information and the, the, the practical tools that I had. Mm -hmm. So one thing just to leave with the audience is, is start learning every day if you don't already. And if you do just really have that idea of whatever you're trying to achieve, stick to that theme. So mm -hmm. if you want to learn about money, listen to stuff about money, entrepreneurs, business mindset, books, whatever the thing is, but always just try to get a book that is going to help you achieve the things you want. And then reading or learning will never be boring. You're mm -hmm. always going to be engaged, but just understanding that it's like, it's a numbers game. One of these times, it might be three months from now or a year from now, where just every day you're reading, all of a sudden something's going to punch your soul where it's like, holy shit. Like I needed to hear that. And now all of a sudden your needle has moved a little bit and your ship is steering in a completely different and better direction. So yeah. that, that's something I would, I would leave for the audience is learn every day. Yeah, that's really wonderful advice. Thank you so much, Jesse. Uh, where can people find you? Oh, Instagram is probably the best thing. And the old TikTok, I'm a bit of a moron on TikTok, but it's, it's a fun app. Um, yeah, my Instagram is uh, nomadic underscore ninja underscore YXE. 
And then my TikTok is just Jesse Bolt, J-E-S-S-E-B-O-L-D-T. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. It was awesome to have you yet again. And I look forward to seeing everything that 2021 brings for you. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on again. And uh, Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy New Year. Thanks, Jesse. Okay. See you, Lena. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed our discussion and gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. Don't forget to subscribe to my channel on iTunes and please leave me a review so we can get this message of better health out there. Have a great day and remember, you are powerful over your health.